2: everyone, it is Helen from the Squiggly Careers podcast. This is a weekly podcast to help you succeed in your career. Whether you are looking for a new role, whether you want some help with work, whether you just want to invest in your development, but you don't know where to start, this podcast has got lots of ideas for action and lots of support for you to succeed in your squiggly career. And today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about teams. Specifically, we're going to be focusing on how teams can create connection through the power of song. And you might be thinking, oh gosh do I really want to listen to a podcast talking about singing that wasn't what I expected please 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 bear with because actually it's much more than how do you sing in a team it is about how do you use transformative experiences to help teams find belonging and create connection and build that you know type of belief that helps teams be at their best. I am not going to be talking to Sarah, my normal co-host on the podcast, because we've brought in an expert to help us with this episode today. So instead of Sarah, you are going to hear a conversation with me and James Sills. James is a musician, an energizer, a connector and a coach. And what he does in his work is helps people to connect with their voice and with each other through these transformative singing experiences. He's also the author of a brilliant book called Do Sing. So how the episode is going to work. First, you'll hear me chatting to James and we cover sort of three main areas. We cover why does singing make a difference to team development? Then James talks through a couple of really practical examples of teams and organisations and individuals where this has really helped so you can kind of hear the impact of the idea. And then we get into action, almost like where do we start with singing? What sort of things can we do that create this sort of synchronicity that we can work with? So that's the first part of the conversation. Then we have got a bit of a treat, everybody. We ran a campaign where we said to people, do you want us to teach your team to sing? And we had a lot of applications. And one of those applications was from an amazing woman called Angela at a brilliant business called Cochlear. And the application was just very, very heartwarming about what that organisation is all about and Angela's particular story about why this would be helpful for the team. And so we went to Cochlear and we did teach them to sing, me and Vivi for Amazing If and James Sills. And we had an amazing morning full of all the things that James talks about, connection and confidence and belief and belonging all of it I saw it and we have got a little little clip of that right at the end to play so if you want a heartwarming listen and you want to hear some of James's ideas in action you will hear that at the end of this episode so I hope you find it useful I hope you find it interesting and would love to get any questions or reflections that you've got you can email us we're Helen and Sarah at squigglycareers.com but for now let's get started with my conversation with James. James, welcome to the Squiggly Careers podcast.
3: Thank you. It's very exciting. I'm a big fan of the podcast. So yeah, it's lovely to be here.
2: Well, I feel like I've been waiting for this for a while because we had the idea and then we wanted to kind of run it with the Teach the Team to Sing competition. So I feel like I've been waiting eagerly for this conversation. So excited to get into the world of singing and how singing can support teams to be at their best, which I don't think is probably where everyone naturally goes, but we are going to go there today. I thought we could maybe get started with busting a few myths about singing that might get in the way of people sort of listening Openly and considering this as an idea to get involved in. So, myth number one: What are your thoughts on the idea that singing isn't something that we should do at work? You know, this is this is an out of work activity. This is not for the office or for the virtual office. It's you know, not here, not for me, that kind of thing.
3: Yeah, I can understand that absolutely. Like, I realize that singing comes with a lot of baggage and a lot of expectations, and you know, through this conversation, we'll we'll unpack that. But I think if we kind of turn it around and maybe not think about it as singing for a moment, but think about, do we want to create more connection? Do we want to feel part of something? Do we want to feel like we belong? Do we want to find something that can actually facilitate that? And like you say, particularly with with virtual teams as well, like how can I feel part of this bigger organization? How can I feel more part of my team? Because as humans, we all crave connection and as I'll go on to talk about, you know, singing has been scientifically proved to be the super bonder, the thing above everything else that brings people together. And we know that through one particular study. And so a big part of me and my work is about framing it in the right way. Because on the, on the, yeah, on the face of it, it's like singing in work. This sounds a bit like organised fun. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know, why me? And I feel I really, like you're my really, business partner that.
2: now just talking at me, like Sarah going, do not bring organised fun into our work, Helen.
3: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I get it. I completely get it. And and I'm also very averse to organised fun. Um, <laughs> and so such a big part of my work is how it's framed. I think the starting point is not to think about the actual activity, but it, it, it's about, well, what is this for? You know, like, what's it for? And who's it for? You know, so all the organisations that I come into is because they want to help bring people together, to connect, to maybe challenge a few of their you know, kind of self perceptions, that kind of thing. And so I think that's a really good starting point. And then it's kind of, then the, the, the singing kind of flows into that, but it's all about the way that you, that you set it up. Yeah
2: no i love it i love it and i really support it as well and i guess it's um less about introducing you as the singing guy and more about the connection guy or the feel-good guy yeah, like it's exactly kind of like what's, yeah, what's exactly. that outcome that we're trying to get to what i thought was quite interesting in your book was that you were saying actually sometimes introverts are better at this than extroverts and there's a slightly different problem sometimes when extroverts are part of this kind mm. of group thing that they have to sort of unlearn in order to mm. sort of be part of it effectively could you just share some of that because i found it quite intriguing
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what what we're talking about here is group singing. You know, so that's my specialism is bringing groups of people together to sing. The beautiful thing about group singing is that actually you're part of a bigger whole. So you've got, you know, 50, 60, 100, 200, however many individuals, but you're all working together for this bigger goal, which is this sound. We might be adding some harmonies. But within that, you know, you are kind of letting go of the I and becoming we. And there's a sense that if you're someone who's maybe you're like the karaoke queen, you're you're, you're (laughs) super confident, you're used to being at the front taking lead, that actually having to, it's not about stepping back, but it's just about being shoulder to shoulder. And something that I often say is, is look if you're singing louder or quieter than the person next to you, you probably just need to tune in a bit more, you know, so it's about finding this common this kind of common ground you know where we're singing as one voice you know it's about the group experience and so if you're somebody who is less comfortable speaking out in public or or whatever actually to be part of that group experience where you don't have to say anything for the 90 percent of the rehearsal you're going to be singing you're going to be listening you're going to be blending you're going to be working together yeah like there is a, a real often there is a social element that develops out of these workshops and these workplace choirs, which is great. You know, you have a coffee break and you can chat about it and suddenly you've broken the ice with your co-workers. I think that's a really lovely thing.
2: What for you is a particularly proud moment where you have seen singing in a difference or maybe after the event have an impact on a particular Mm. group of people?
3: Yeah, that's a really interesting question and I think it works on multiple levels you know you see the you kind of see an instant impact sometimes just by simply inviting everyone in the room to take a breath and to breathe out and to stretch and to and you get this kind of like inner calm in the room and i i was doing a job in hamburg last year and we did that we just opened up it was literally a five minute thing at the very beginning of this two-day conference and uh it was we just did some breathing some box breathing and then i disappeared and then the CEO came on and did his kind of address and welcome. And he, he found me at the coffee break and he said, look, he said, I need to take you with me everywhere. He said, that really calmed me down. I was so nervous. First time I've seen all these people since before COVID, really senior leadership conference. And he said that, you know, that just really helped me. Thank you. You know, so it can work in a matter of five minutes, you know, it's because of all these amazing benefits of singing, you know, and that's why I enjoy doing these two or three day, kind of workshops because you see people just gradually standing a bit taller and mm. coming out of themselves. And I always make sure that I'm around at the coffee breaks because people come up to me and say, Oh, I haven't sung since this. Or, you know, someone will say, Oh, you know, my kids sing all the time, but now I feel I'm doing something, you know, that there's a, one of the soloists in Barcelona. He, he said, look, you know, my, my daughters really love singing and they love this song that we were doing. And he said, I'm so proud. I can go home and I can sing it with them now. So that so that's kind of great. So you get that in the moment kind of feedback, you know, and, and you can see it and you can hear it. You know, you hear people, you hear it in their voices, you see it in their body language. You know, I don't, everyone need for everyone to fill an evaluation form to kind of get that <laughs> feedback. But then the thing that I'm really, you know, interested in as well is like that ripple effect. Like how does it then cascade out, you know? And if I think there's an event I did about a year ago, and again, it was a company, first big Christmas do since COVID, and there was a guy who joined during the pandemic. And he said, this is the first time I've met any of my colleagues. There's was about 80 people or so. And he said, you know, at the end of that day, he said, I just feel really connected to my colleagues. Like this is like the best, you know, he was quite a quiet guy. said so this is the best thing that could have happened. It was a bit out of my comfort zone, but I'm really glad I did it. And he's then messaged me since and, and kind of said that. And he said that that's really broke the ice with the people around me. Yeah, and it's things like that that are just amazing. And, you know, (laughs) there was another one with... I was working with TYF, again in West Wales, actually, who run an outdoor adventure company. And they invited me down. It was kind of the beginning of the season, like May, and it was part of their initial staff training. And they were thinking, well, how can we, you know, get people who already doing fairly white knuckle things. you know. So these like instructors who are doing like, you know, jumping off cliffs and <laughs> doing all kinds of stuff that w- would be well outside most of our comfort zones, mine included. What activity can we do to get them out of their comfort zones? You know, so we did a singing workshop at the beginning of the season, you know, and then later on in the season, people were getting in touch saying, oh, you know, every day we go out canoeing at sea, you know, we, we, all the staff are singing the same songs and, you know. So like, I guess my my objective isn't to turn everybody into like singing enthusiasts who want to go and join the local choir like that has happened and that's great but just what I hope is that it fosters a sense of yeah connection belonging for some people it can have a real ripple effect that maybe connects them to a part of them that they maybe kind of has have pushed down or had silenced you know like we talk a lot about voice and I, I know that you do in your work as well you know and the idea of owning your voice and having your voice heard, like it's, you know, it's really powerful. And so the, those ripple effects can be pretty amazing.
2: And so I have read your book, which I really, really enjoyed. And it's part of the Do Lectures series. And I, I like all of those books because I just find them very sort of digestible and intriguing and interesting. And and yours ticked all those boxes. And I am in the fortunate position of being able to see and sing with you in action because of the teach team to sing competition that we ran in, in line with this episode. But if someone is listening now and they're thinking, oh, I think this could be what our team need to do. And, you know, m- maybe time, budget, whatever, like James Seals can't be there. <laughs> How could that team try some of this stuff out are there exercises or activities that they can do where they could benefit from some of the things that you're talking about but kind of maybe get started independently
3: a great starting point is a brilliant book called the social brain i don't know if you know that one or come out fairly recently and it's robin dunbar tracy uh, camilleri and samantha rocky who run the leadership course at um Oxford Business School but it's all it's kind of bringing together the idea of our human evolution and our need to belong and what facilitates connection and belonging and how we can apply this within companies and so I i read this I think I picked it up about six months ago but it it does talk about singing in there but what it says it's so important in workplaces that people have opportunities for synchronous activities so you know so you know singing being one of those things that there are opportunities for social connection, that there's opportunities for kind of playfulness. And so if you're thinking of maybe introducing singing, I think that is a starting point. Maybe don't even start with singing, but find things where people are coming together in a different context you know where maybe they are doing synchronous activity so it could be like i don't know like going for a walk together or, mm-hmm. or eating together or you know something super super we did simple. team
2: cooking together as well yeah so brilliant. We had, team and cooking. it was so nice and yeah. because i think these things are like conduits for very different conversations as well you right. know you get you 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 lose tasks and to-do lists pretty quickly when you're doing some quite different synchronous activity as a team
3: exactly yeah and you know something that maybe might lead to you know kind of you know the the flow state which is something i'm really interested in you know but actually if you can introduce those elements to it like i I really recommend that book the social brain like it's really digestible there's loads of great ideas in there you know and so much of it is based on our human evolution and kind of bringing together that with being you know realistic about the workplace and, and how workplaces work even through talking about, you know, Dunbar's number, the ideal number of people that, you know, we might be working with and workshopping with. That's a really great start. So I guess I would say if you can't book me, (laughs) (laughs)
1: um,
3: then, yeah, maybe have a look at that book, The Social Brain. Think about some synchronous activities where people, you know, are, yeah, doing something like cooking or, you know, I'm really interested in stand-up comedy, like not necessarily the output, but the processes of it, you know, the idea of, you know, kind of building those communication and observing skills or whether it's like maybe, you know, writing haikus or something like that where it's synchronous. Everybody's kind of learning together. There's maybe a little bit of kind of tension, a little bit of stress, like it's not super easy. Yeah, and then that fosters those kind of conversations and that sense of playfulness and then lead into it from there. Like music like, is such a common thread that runs through all of us. You know, really nice way into it might be just like, what would your two desert island desks be and why, Or mm. you know, just, just starting that conversation. But yeah, it's just like things, how can we meet each other on a human level where we're not thinking about hierarchies. We're not thinking about the to-do list. Yeah. And eating together is just a great one. I mean, that, that's one of the, one of the things in the social brain that they keep coming back to is like, it's a really simple hack but rather than have your strategy meeting and then go to eat together afterwards, do it the other way around. Like, <laughs> it's like, have dinner, have eat together, you know, and then have your strategy meeting, you know, like some of these things like aren't rocket science, <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, but how we order, how we order the different things we do. Um, and yeah.
2: well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I think aside from just the singing stuff, which is, I think is very interesting in terms of how that can be glue for groups. I also think it is really inspiring how you have taken a profession that is also a passion and turned it into something that can help other people i i just think that your career journey which is sort of anchored around music and and singing is also insightful in terms of how other people could use their talents to take them to doing different things for their development. I think it's brilliant, James. So thank you for sharing it with us.
3: Oh thank you for saying that and, and thank you for all the work that you do. Like my career's definitely been squiggly. Uh <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited about our collaboration as well. So yeah. Thank you.
1: Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style
0: with Quinn's.
1: plushcare.com slash weight loss.
2: I hope you enjoyed that conversation between James and me about how singing can create connection in teams. We're gonna go on now to a short clip of a singing experience that James held at the Brilliant Business Cochlear so that you can hear what it sounds like when teams come together in this way. And then I'll be back at the end to tell you how you can find that a bit more. enjoyed that little clip it was honestly an amazing thing to see just to see people become more confident to see people's sort of voices getting louder and people like literally getting closer together the more they kind of experienced it so yeah it was a very powerful thing to be part of and i'm very grateful to james for giving us that opportunity to see singing in action if you would like to find out more about james's work then the book that he has written which is a really relatively short practical read it's called do sing it's part of the do uh, book series which would recommend reading you can also go to james's website which is james-sills.com and you can download our pod sheet we'll put James's details on there we'll also put some information from some other episodes that we have done all around sort of creating connection in teams and developing high performing teams things like episode 37 back in the early early squiggly career days Sarah and I talk about how to build and be part of brilliant teams episode 337 is on ideas for team icebreakers and energizers we've got some really good feedback on that episode so if you want some quick ideas that could be useful and episode 360. is all about how to develop a high-performing team do not worry if you can't remember those they are all on the pod sheet as well as some of the ideas for action that we talk about in those episodes but thank you for listening hopefully we've inspired a little bit of singing or at least some ideas for how you could create team connection we'll be back with another episode very soon bye for now